This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the besotted Pride of West London podcast and we're coming to you from the virtual joint which is the place that we come to every now and again when it all gets a little bit too much when we all start to converge in the pubs of West London and Central London and we decide to come into our own spaces and converge in our own joints, the virtual joint. And I'm Billy Grant and I'm sitting here with a rather glum look on my face with my pals in the virtual joint trying to work out the wrongs and the rights of football at this moment in time. I'm here with the Allard. How are you, Allard, after, uh, well, events of the past few days? Yeah, a bit, you know, de- de- depressed, um, for want of a better word. Um, it's, it's, yeah, the, last night was a bit of a wake-up call, I thought, and um, it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's just trying to sort of take it all in and try and sort of, you know, yeah, th- there was a feeling after the game of, of you know, everybody was very down, but I, I think sometimes you just have to sort of look at the game as a one-off and um, yeah I guess we'll talk about that later and we're talking about the game where Nottingham Forest came down to Griffin Park to Brentford a game that technically we, we, we had to win okay it's not the be on in the end all because it's not the end of the season but it's a very important game that we had to win we did a lot of gambles on this game we uh, field a, 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 a second string side as they say or a weakened side in the FA Cup to make sure that we were strong for this game and it just didn't work out for us as Forest scored a goal Joe Lonnie, you know, good goal as it was. Okay, you might say it was lucky, but he shot it from outside the area, took a deflection, went in the back of the net, and it caused us all sorts of pain and heartache. But anyway, we should talk about that in a bit. The Liberal is in the house. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know, uh, you, you you finally got home, and you know you were on the sort of you was on the milk train yesterday, weren't you? I was. Yeah, I got home at uh, quarter to four this morning. Um, you know, and. Um, Grabbed about four hours sleep, woke up, you know, beautiful, beautiful, the sun was shining, birds were singing, uh, beautiful day down here, and then I uh, opened social media and thought the world had ended. Um, everybody seems to be in uh, absolute hysterics about what, what went on last night. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. I kept away from the social media to a certain extent today as well, you know, luckily probably having things to do. Um, I did was I sort of was brought to the attention of, of the of the Forest fans. Just maybe I think a, th- a thread that they had when uh, uh, Brentford commented on the score and the Forest fans took great joy in uh, sort of coming back to us and absolutely kind of lambasting the Brentford fans. And I think a lot of it came back on the on the fact that you know before the match, in effect, Brentford, you know, it's a few fans that turned around and said, "There's no way that we're going to lose this match." You know, um, at the worst place, we're going to get a draw. Uh, and then we ended up losing it and Forrest were just saying that we were too arrogant and, you know, just because we play beautiful football, it's like the, the type of football that they've been playing for years and they got nothing. So there's a lot of that going down on the social media. But other than that, I kept well clear. I'll tell you what, though, I would really, I mean, you know, I, I'd far rather watch the uh, type of football we play than, than the professionalism that they displayed last night. I mean, oh, it was dire in the referee's face from pretty much the off goalkeeper wasting time from I think it was the eighth minute I mean I don't think I've ever seen a player getting booked for wasting time in what was it the 24th 26th minute just seemed 
crazy and he kept on doing it as well um I, we'll probably go on a bit to to discuss about whether we were professional enough in dealing with that and i think thomas frank you know in his post-match comments was uh, pretty critical as well and i see on social media that the forest fans are moaning about that too uh, but you know, give me give me the style of football we play all day long over what they do. I mean, you know, if that's going to get them up, good luck to them. But hey, I wouldn't want to pay a season ticket to see that. Yes, and so listen, we're going to come back to that and talk about that in a minute because there's well, there's lots of points to talk about that Forest game, um, and there's lots of points not even talking about the not drilling down necessarily the Forest game, but drilling down as how we see ourselves going over the next few weeks, and also we've got a couple of days left till the transfer window. And, uh, you know, we're going to ask the question, maybe have things changed in the in the direction that we should maybe be taking in the window, especially in light of the last well, couple of results as well, because we lost to um, um, Huddersfield as well, don't, don't forget, you know. So I think that what we'll do is we're going to hark back to yeah. last night, which was Tuesday night in the absolute freezing cold. Brentford 1-0 down, Nottingham Forest. Afterwards, the fans, both Brentford and Forest fans, had a lot of things to say. Let's hear what they had to say. Yeah, I didn't think that was very good, to be honest, Billy. It was, um, I think Forest are here, not that dissimilar to us, but they got some niggle and they got a little more aggression and maybe cynicism in there that you know, we can all criticise, but it's gotten the points tonight. But I didn't think we did the basics right. Um, I didn't think you know, our crossing was poor. You know, Our set pieces were poor. I can't really think of a clear-cut chance that we created. and They didn't create much more, to be fair. It was probably 0-0, as a lot of us said before the game, with a deflected goal that got them the, the points. But I thought we showed a little bit of inexperienced naivety tonight. So, a little disappointing. But, hey, you know, we are where we are and we go again. I thought we were poor uh, throughout the team today. Uh, it's the worst game I've seen Justice Silva have for a long, long time. Uh, but there was other, other players all over the pitch, didn't really turn it on. Their goal was a deflection. And once they got that, that was it. I mean, actually, they were time-wasted before they even got that goal. I mean, I, I've seen this before. I think Huddersfield did it. And uh, the kind of, uh, what I call the dirty northern bastards. But, you know, it's just like professionalism, really. They know what they're about. They, they play a particular way. They, they're in their refs here constantly. They're going down whenever they get an opportunity. And they just did us. They did us professionally. They scored a jammy, fluky goal. And we had no answer to it. And we were just... Uh, in the end, we were second best, it has to be said. We're not going to win every game. Uh, we're not going to win every game at home this season. It's disappointing to, to, to lose in that way. What I fear is that somebody like Forrest will meet in the playoffs and we haven't got quite the ingenuity to be able to break down a team that know exactly how to really grind out results. Um, I'm glad I don't watch Forrest every week. I'm pleased that I watch Brentford every week. Um, but it, tonight was an off night, and all we can say, show us, Brentford, what you can do on Saturday at home. Right, they had it sorted, didn't they? The tactics sorted, they slowed it down, they were strong. I mean, I hate to say it, they were horrible to watch, but they were impressive, we I We thought. thought the same, no, if you was going to come out a completely different team from what you was in the first half. So that was what we was looking for. And, well... We did what we came to do. Well, I thought that we had some really good attacks and we should have scored a second goal, but it went straight to the goalkeeper and it was, that was it. But we should have had a second goal straight away. Uh, yeah, well, we always smile when we come here. It's, one, it's my, definitely my favourite away day. Um, but I think it was a good good game today for us, definitely. We just really, we're just pushing and there's a lot, I, I think there's a lot that we can we can improve on, but today was not one of those days, you know? Yeah, we're, uh, we're a well-organised team, which is uh, credit to Savri Lamucci, our man, uh, but that, yeah, that's what we do, you know, we've got uh, we've got the best striker in the league, in my opinion. He's, he scores goals and funny. He held up the ball well. Lewis Graben, of course. Um, yeah, he's yeah he's the he's the best in the league. And you know we've got we've got key players that did well. You know Worrell today, solid. Uh, Watson in midfield. Matty Cash as always. So um, you know it's the only way is up. You know we we grind out these results and you know hopefully it can be our season. But we'll see. We've got a great manager. We've got uh, a good passionate team we've got an amazing fan base and you know hopefully we can we can push our way to automatic you know leads are cracking up which is beautiful as always but uh we're we're confident but we're up 
you know, we, we're realistic as well. So we'll see what happens, but up the forest. So what was the benefit of not playing the first team on Saturday and then having a performance like today? And, you know, to some extent, you have to agree with that. Uh, I thought today we sort of got brought back down to earth. I think we've maybe been sort of, you know, listening to our own hype a little bit. Um, I've heard that Forest aren't that good. I thought they were, you know... I thought they were good enough tonight to at least get a point and they won. You know, they did time waste, yeah, of course. But they were still relatively attacking. They still had loads of corners. Um, and we just, we huffed and we puffed. And to be honest, we did nothing in their third of the pitch that really opened the game up. The best two opportunities in a way were about 15, 20 minutes left in the second half where I think Ben Rama and Buemo both had... Um, both had balls laid into them on the edge or just inside the penalty area. Clear side goal and both of them fluffed it. Um, and that kind of summed the night up. So they, they don't really press high up the pitch. They press a bit deeper. So they almost let you fall into their trap. You know, they weren't stopping us playing out from the back. They were stopping us from, two, you know, a third into our half. And, then, and that's where they, where they hold you. Millwall do something a bit similar. And they create a sort of a, an area that you, is very difficult to play through. And I think, you know, that was our, part of our problem. So we're struggling against teams that do that. And let's be honest, we need to start beating some of the teams that are around us in the league. Sure, we beat Fulham. But we, 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 we're going to have to beat Leeds and West Brom, aren't we? I mean, it's, no, it's, it's simple as that now. It's, it's almost like sometimes you almost have to, and it frustrates the crowd. But in some respects, you know, you might have to sit back and invite them at you and then try and hit them. What if they don't come? If they don't come, you just keep... You, if you keep knocking the ball around, you don't get frustrated because as, the minute you hit the 50-50 ball, you lose the ball and then, you know, you're in trouble. It, it was all about tonight. The FA Cup was, you know, about experimenting and giving the kids a chance and it was... We, we rested everyone so that we can focus on tonight and that, it, it, is the, it was the right thing to do and it still was the right thing to do. But you've got to, you've got to perform tonight and, we, and I don't think we did. And obviously you've got to give Forrest some sort of credit for not allowing us to but I thought we were flat we were predictable um, the BMW was spluttering and you know I think it was brilliant that Sai Ben Rama played but we, we needed to be up and at them and sprightly and incisive and dangerous and inventive and we, we weren't I don't think we I don't think we we beat the first man once and the, the time that we did it went out for a blooming throwing on the far side I, I just thought we were predictable and um, way way short of where our standards are and um, I, 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 I come out of that a bit depressed So that was the Forest fans and the Brentford fans in the pub afterwards and uh, to be fair I thought there was a, a lot of very very uh, fair opinions there on both sides and it's quite interesting because sometimes you get sort of uh, quite, 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 you know, quite out there comments on social media. I think it's very easy for people to to slag off, to 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 say certain things on on social media, which sometimes it means that you're not necessarily as balanced, you know. And I think that you know, a lot not not enough Forest fans were going, ah, yeah, look at the Brentford fans, and the Brentford fans going, ah, look at these Forest fans, they're so so arrogant. But if you actually listen to the Forest fans on that podcast, actually, I thought that they actually gave a a relatively balanced point of view of what happened and uh, and the Brentford fans as well give a, a relatively balanced point of view of what happened as well and I think that's quite important to actually kind of keep a perspective I mean I was really gutted last night just because I really sort of you know, banked on us winning yesterday especially after you know the cup match which you know we could have probably put out a slightly stronger side in that cup match and uh, we turned around and we thought look this things have happened in the past but you know we've got a better side now so if we rest that team um, for the cup, then they're going to come back firing on all cylinders against uh, Nottingham Forest. But it just wasn't happened to be. And if anything, the team actually looked a bit rusty. <laughs> and it's almost like maybe they should have actually gone out against uh, Leicester and had a good old workout because maybe they've got a bit of adrenaline in their body. And actually, you know, if we had beaten them, they might have had a bit of a buzz in their body that they might have come out for this game and actually won it. Matt? Um you can make that argument after the game. I think I think the fact that you know there's photos of um, Makocho in a knee brace today um, is is pretty good um, vindication of why we didn't want to put out a first team on Saturday. Uh, it it was unnecessary um, and 
and, and it sounds like I disrespect the FA Cup, but with a game in three days' time, Forrest not playing on Saturday, I, I don't think we had anything um, to win. So, yeah, but in retrospect, after you lose the game last night, you can say, oh, we should have done this, we should have done that, etc., etc. I, I do kind of agree we looked a bit rusty um, on Tuesday. And, um, you know, was that because the players hadn't played for 10 games? I'm sorry, 10 days? I mean, is... But, you know, I... After an international break, we come out all firing normally. I don't think that that having a break of ten days has, you know, turned us into from being champions to, you know, losers. I, I I just think it was a it was a game where we got caught a little bit on the hop. I think we did as as supporters, and and we did as a football team. I think that you know most of what I read from the Brentford side, and I'm talking, you know, people on social media, people with blogs and stuff is that, you know, Forest were going to be a rollover and it was a certainty we were going to win and um, and, and that makes last night even worse. And and I think we did Forest a little bit of disrespect, if I'm honest. I mean, again, you know, say that the Forest thinks, you know, the Forest fans that we definitely did them a bit of disrespect. Also, <clears throat> listen, there's a thing, and it's interesting, I mean, the Liberals said it in the, in the intro there as well, is, listen, we, 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 we've changed the style of football that we play we play some beautiful football. We've gone out there and we've, we've done lots of great things, but we, you know, so far we haven't got anywhere with it. And, and it's interesting, even three, four years ago, no, it's even more longer than that, five years ago, Middlesbrough said to us, you know, you just remind us of us during the Mowbray years. We played some great football, but we never got anywhere. And we need to be a little bit more cynical. We need to be a little bit more direct. Sometimes it'll be a little bit harder. You thought, hey, fair enough. We're going on and we're playing our style of football. I know we keep coming back to that and it's only a loss, but... I'm just wondering whether or not, you know, we, we we get too, and we asked this before, a bit too purist. And like the Liberal says, oh, I'd rather watch the football that we play every week than, you know, watching that. But at the end of the day, you know, Forest also have some decent players. They've got some good players. They play the ball around. And if anything, they came to Brentford to do a job and they did a job on us and that job worked. And uh, we weren't able to work out a way of working around it. Liberal. I'll tell you who our big miss last night was, and that was Pontus. I think if Pontus had been in that defence, um, it would have uh, he would have been in the referee's ear as much as the uh, Forest players were. I think he would have been uh, encouraging the team to uh, behave in a way that um, probably I'm going against what I what I said in my introduction. But I think he would have encouraged us to play in a more professional way. I felt that after about. Mm, certainly in the second half with about 20 minutes 30 minutes to go the team just ran out of ideas and was just trying to play the same way all the time um, and it, we actually started playing a style of football that, that, that we can't do we pumped long balls up uh, I think you know some of the players were trying to sort of d- do too much um, no, uh, nobody what um, Ben Rama in particular and there may be special circumstances for that but Ollie Watkins as well I think you know was and and Jensen while he was on the field all were just trying too many tricks too many flicks um, whereas Pontus might have been saying to them now look calm down you know we know we can beat this lot this is how we do it. this is how we've won in the past by playing the style of football that we're used to. Come on, guys, let's go back to this. Don't don't rush away. That's my, you know, maybe too simple to say we missed one man, but I think he was a big loss last night, and hopefully he'll be back for Hull. Yeah, I mean, the, the if, if you look at the statistics of the games he's missed, I think he's missed four or something, and we've, you know, drawn and uh, drawn and lost uh, and lost those games. Um, I, I, I guess that, that, that bears that out. I... I think it's a real danger, though, that we become... I don't think we should become a team that says, oh, well, when Pontus doesn't play, everyone's heads go down, you know, the supporters go, oh, no. You know, I think that's a real that's a real dangerous sort of road to go down. So I don't... I'd like us not to hark on that too much. Um, I, I, you know, Pontus, OK, he, he might you know support you with a you know on a set piece or something but ultimately he's not the guy that's scoring goals we didn't score any goals last night we haven't scored any goals for you know for, for three games now um so I, I i think it's a little bit deeper than just oh well if pontus plays he says things and everybody calms down a bit i think there's probably a little there's probably a little bit more to it and it's, it's probably more along the lines of it's just uh, at the moment you know we've our heads are probably down a little bit um, I think we saw that in the last 20 minutes. I hear, I hear what you're saying, Nick. I thought we lost a lot of 
sort of shape and we didn't do what we normally do and, and some things we tried were a bit bonkers and we weren't doing the simple stuff particularly well um, and, and the t- last 20 minutes that definitely showed last night I, I I think sometimes you just have to sort of go back to the drawing board a little bit and 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 um, and, and look at what you're good at get back on the training pitch get back you know short passes um, pass move pass move that sort of stuff I think we lacked a bit of that last night I, I I think we were too readily banging crosses in I I think we started to sort of get a bit I, I think we started to panic with about 25 minutes to go and, and, and we lost our heads a little bit and um, you know it, it's very easy to say just keep plugging away but you know I everybody gets frustrated the, the every time the ball goes back people start murmuring mur- you know murmuring and 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 that but what that really should be about is just finding a different angle to attack from etc there was um it yeah the 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 last 20 minutes were 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 probably the most disappointing thing of last night for sure what worries me is that um if uh, and i take what you're saying about pontus being out and we shouldn't dwell on it but you know there ought to be people able to step up to the plate um if he's not out i mean to my mind, you know, given the number of games he's played, the experience he has, somebody like Henrik Delsgaard, you know, ought to possibly be that player who can, right. you know, be encouraging the team. And I, I'm interested. I mean, I'm, I wonder why he's never quite developed into that role, into that role as much as um, one one might expect, given the experience that he's got in all all types of, of football, from international World Cups downward. Well. Um, I mean, I think, sorry if I can, I, I think he, I mean, I thought he had quite a good game last night, Dowsgaard. I thought he was one of the, you know, he was quite attacking. Um, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not knocking, yeah. I'm not knocking I, the way he played. It's his leadership. He, yeah. He's he's right back, you know, it's not always the easiest position to galvanise the team from. You know, you're stuck out on the right. You can't, you know, wander into the middle because, you know, you want to have a word with somebody. You've got to be switched on during the game. So I, I think that's possibly his position partly. Um, you know that, that that you can put that down to. Mm, fair enough. I mean, the other the other thing that I think is probably worth discussing. I'm interested to get both of your take on this. Is the fact that we only played the put on the one sub last night. Um, you know, as we identified last 20 25 minutes we sort of did run out of ideas probably needed some fresh thinking and some fresh blood and we only had emiliano come on who was perfectly fine i think he almost hit the bar and neil hit the post um, yeah I, I, thought, I thought yeah he's good emiliano yeah, yeah. i thought he was good <coughs> i thought he was good he when he came on you know i think he's uh, he's definitely stepped up since he's, he's gone away to michelin for uh, for four months but why didn't, we stick, why didn't we stick on the new centre forward we got? No, well, well, again, you know, and again, Matt will, uh, might be able to answer this as well, but there's a, a conspiracy theory saying that uh, I remember Dean Smith did this at one stage where I knew that we weren't going to be getting any players in in a window. It looked like we were going to get any players in the window. And I think that there's one stage where Dean Smith actually only, if I remember rightly, for one game, he just made sort of one substitution just to kind of make just to make a sort of a, a point the fact that he felt that he was sort of kind of short you know he was short of players so uh, i'm just wondering whether thomas frank did exactly the same thing kind of sort of trying to make a point that you know listen the the, the bench is good it's all right but you know we do need a proper a few little kind of uh, cannons on the bench here matt what do you think I, uh, do, you, do, do you i mean you you're, you're saying he threw the game i mean you, to be honest if you say that i i think um, okay, if you're three nil down, maybe you can play that sort of thing. But I mean, we're one nil down. He, he needs, he wants the points. You know, he's not going to deliberately. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure about that. If I'm honest, um, I, I, I get the frustration. There was a lack of substitutions. Um, I have a slightly different frustration. I thought it was more last night. One of the things I noticed was that we were very, in terms of the roles and the positions the players played in, they were very rigid. I. I, I, I've seen in you know plenty of matches. I am sure Jensen and De Silva swap sides a lot as the two attacking midfielders. Um, so De Silva last night predominantly played on the left of the three midfielders: um, Norgard in the middle and then Jensen on the right. He predominantly played on the left. Uh, now, okay, so that means that he's left-footed, right? So yeah, he can bang crosses in, but. You know, he, we've seen him as a goal-scoring threat this season. And when he's a goal-scoring threat is when he comes in from the right and puts the ball onto his left foot and shoots. And he was never in that position last night. So I don't get why they never swapped. Um, ben Rama and um, uh, 
Wemo, then, you know, a, a similar sort of thought. I mean, I know, you know, you know, they both probably like to cut inside, um, but is, is it not worth trying that? You know, you don't even need a substitution. and You give you give the game a different shape and a different feel if you do something like that. Uh, Divisoglu, I take the point. Uh, I don't see why he couldn't have come on and we could have tried Watkins outright. If you, oh, sorry, outright or left. If you remember at Millwall, second half, we played Ben Rama through the middle for... 45 minutes similar kind of game and just to get Watkins out wide we had the opportunity to get Watkins out wide last night by bringing Devasoglu on we didn't do it It, it, that would be my probably one criticism of the substitutions I just wonder whether Thomas Frank was too too kind-hearted yesterday Um, you know should Ben Rama actually have been on the pitch for the entire nine minutes I I think looking at um, why he was um, I might be reading too much into it but I think there was a bit of a, um, you know love and affection shown for the player which indeed there the, the should be from the club and it's, it's, a ruthless, it's an absolutely ruthless league and it's a ruthless game and you know if it ain't working for him which it wasn't last night sorry mate you know the, the Liberal sorry if you could explain to people there because the people might know what you're talking about as to why you thought that he showed a bit more leniency uh, I think well, um, Saeed, as you discussed last week, sadly, sadly lost his father, and uh, tragic and tragic circumstances. Obviously, clearly died too young, and it obviously affected Saeed greatly. And as it would do, you lose your you lose your dad, and you know, your, your world comes comes to pieces for a while. Um, and last and after the game last night, Saeed put on social media on his Instagram feed that um, he apologised to his father. Um, for not scoring a goal or not being able to score a goal because that's what he wanted to do to respect and honour his father. Um, and, you know, it breaks your heart to, to, to read such things. Um, and it actually shows probably why, you know, I'm I'm a bit too hard-hearted on this and why the club has looked after him greatly. But, <sighs> you know, it pains me to say it. He was not on top form last night, understandably. How can he be when his dad had died seven, ten days ago? Um, should we, should somebody have taken him to one side and said, look, you know, perhaps at half time, look, we know how desperate you are to score, whatever, but you know, if we, if we, if we have to take you off, it's because we need to change our tactics and our, and and our, our you know, and and try something different. Uh, awful call, difficult call. Can't say I could, would have been able to make it myself but as I said championship football is a tough tough business and you know if you need to get a result you need to do what is necessary I mean I'm going to ask a question um, about our team about our squad I mean we've talked about this a lot but quite a lot of questions were asked about this the depth of our squad I guess this Leicester game we thought there's a number of players that we thought who who we thought who, 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 who have come through who would look not out of place on our bench, which means that we are probably stronger than we thought um, probably two or three months ago, or even a month ago even. You know, we were thinking that we might need to go out and buy, you know, maybe an additional midfielder, you know, uh, additional striker, you know, people in, 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 in these positions. But now we're thinking, actually, no, we've got people on the bench that could come on and possibly might not only just hold the four, but also might change things because they, they add and they bring a little bit of magic on there, you know, which is, uh, which is very important. I mean, the Allard, I mean, again, any of the players from, from uh, the game on Saturday that you thought, hey, they could change the game and maybe could have changed this game. Well, I, I think we didn't score. You know, we ultimately we had control of the game. We didn't score goals. So you're really talking about, you know, the most attacking players. Um, we've already covered Devasoglu. That, you know, was that an opportunity to get Watkins out wide? Um, I, if I'm honest, you know, I saw, I, I, yeah, I saw some good performances on Saturday. Um, I don't know how many of them would have changed last night's game. You know, to be brutally honest, I, I, for me, the the obvious move is the one I've already said. Um, get Watkins out wide. Let's let let's get him running with the ball. Let's um, see if that changes things. I, I, you know, I, I don't think Valencia is ready. I don't think we should have thrown him in last night. Um, Zambrick has his strengths, but I, I see him more as a central midfielder. Um, I, you know, you could have put him on um, instead of Marcondes, but. We'll, does, does that make much sense? Probably not. So, I, yeah, I, I think there were players Saturday that proved they can do a job. I don't know that any of them needed to come on last night to change things. Uh, I just think last night was, um, yeah, it was just, I, 
it was just very, very disappointed. But very disappointing. But ultimately, let's just keep our fingers crossed. It was one of those games. This won't happen. Um, I can predict it because it's just not the the, the 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 business we do. But but what we might want to be doing in the next twenty four hours, forty eight hours, however long the transfer window is lasting, is look for somebody uh, 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 with a bit of experience who is able to you know um, provide a bit of the, the the backbone to to provide a bit of the the the, the g up that's needed um, to provide a bit of the the getting stuck in if you want i mean you know i i know as, as those words as those words as those words come out of my mouth i know that, that that's not going to happen but just just add somebody with a bit of experience that's what i'm saying but that's not the style of business we do and there ain't anybody out there who he can afford probably so so we don't do we, we we don't historically we don't do that we have we have done it with 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 Pontus Janssen. Um, I you know if you look at the game last night we we had you know we completed something like 450 passes to their 150. We had the ball. We don't need somebody to go and get the ball off them. We had the ball. We just didn't make good use of it. And you know, so, so so you know you you can put a midfielder in who's going to run around kicking people, getting the ball, driving us forwards. We got the ball. We've already got the ball. Mm-hmm. So, look, I mean, just talking about that. I mean, we're talking about the, you know, we're talking about our players, our fresh players coming through. I'm just wondering whether or not, also, as the transfer window is coming up, because we've talked about this for the last few weeks. We thought that we feel so relaxed that we feel that no player is going to be leaving this window, or no key player is going to be leaving this window. There's no signs out there that in the next two or three days we're going to be losing a uh, Bumo. Uh, Watkins, Ben Rama, you know, <laughs> a, 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 you know, whoever else is out there, you know, Jensen or Norgard, you know, all these players seem to be locked down for at least till the end of this season. Um, however, we also kind of t- toned it down a little bit as to whether or not we're going to be getting any players in. There haven't been really made many signals. There's a few bits and pieces here or there, which it looks like that we might be looking here or there, but we're only going to get the player if that player is right. Now, I'm wondering, after the last set of couple of league results in particular, you know, we've got Huddersfield away, which we lost um, as well. That typical type of side as well. You know, Huddersfield, unfortunately, um, that took six points off of us. You know, and then we've got Nottingham Forest as well. They've taken six points of us as well, frustrated us. Do we need to be looking at the window? Because, yes, we've got some great players on the bench, but to strengthen. And the, and the rumours that are going around there is, are that we've heard that we, we possibly are looking at um, bringing a striker in, possibly as well still. And also, possibly, there's people talking about sort of wingers as well. This is, again, which is going around in the rumour mill. So it looks like Brentford are looking and asking and willing to actually spend money to strengthen I mean, one of the players out there that has been, which uh, has been quoted, is this Jacob Brown from uh, from Barnsley. He's a striker, you know. Apparently, he's a homegrown lad. puts in a shift every game. Uh, he's been messed around in terms of his position at Barnsley. He doesn't score enough to be an out-and-out striker, but he's done well for them on the right-hand side for Barnsley, and he won't let us down. So that's the kind of vibes that we've got of, of players who are who we're looking at, and whether or not he's not obviously a 25, 30 goal a season striker but obviously Brentford see enough in him um, and, and it looks like this we're definitely actually looking at this guy that they would put some money on him to come in and do a job for us now Matt, Matt do you think that this is a positive um, it's never a negative to have stronger players as I've already alluded to um, you know you, we had the option to bring on Marcondes last night we had the option to bring on Devasoglu I don't think we have many other options you know attacking wise so yeah for sure of course it's not going to weaken the squad um, you have to remember that you know if you look at and I've used BMW because it's easier to say than all their names um, you know we've got three outstanding players that most of the other championship would kill to have so we have you know we, I, I don't think we're going to be out there in the transfer window finding a player who's going to replace one of them we're just basically looking at, you know, potential players that will come in, just give the squad something a little bit extra, something we could have, you know, maybe done with last night. So I, I don't see any reason why we wouldn't. However, notoriously, you don't get much value in this transfer window. Um, so, you know, I, 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 I wonder if we will invest. Uh, I, I don't think we'll throw the... Maybe, maybe we will. But I'm not convinced we're going to throw the kitchen sink um, at two or three players, you know, that aren't going to give us some sort of value further down the line. May, you know, possibly you could make an argument for one, 
Um, but yeah, that, that's my thoughts. I mean, a Dervis Oglu. I mean, I know that we've got him up there as a striker, but from from what I can gather, he's not an out and out striker as such. Uh, he's one of these players that, yeah, again, I know that you're saying about this, about what is a striker, but from what I can gather, you know, you know, Malpay, he is, you know, we, he's an out-and-out striker. You know, Ollie Watkins, have come in and he's made him an out-and-out mm. striker, but from what I can understand, Dervis Sogdorf, anything, was, you know, probably a bit of a sort of a number 10 type player as well. We could play in an attacking position and we could bring him in to do a job, but maybe we're actually looking at somebody who is specified in that role. Yeah, I mean, we don't, so, so with Divis Ogley, we don't play a number 10, so, and which was Viber's problem in his early part of his, you know, time at Brentford. Um, so, and he doesn't, I don't think he's got the pace to play out wide, just as Viber didn't either. So I can only think he's going to play through the middle, um, because I don't really think we've got many other positions on the pitch where he'd, where he's going to fit in. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's ultimately what I would like is another sort of, you know, I, I it would be kind of cool if we could unearth a, you know, a bit of a bit of magic. Um, somebody that can either, you know, play through the middle, Watkins out wide, or can play out wide. I just, just as another option, just in case of an injury. But I still think that at the moment, you know, we we've got three players that most teams in the championship would 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 love to sign. So I, you know, is it is it, you know, do we really have to? Are we? I don't think we're looking for somebody to come in ahead of them. Yeah. No. And and interesting as well. Obviously, the teams around us are. Uh, well, they're starting to they're starting to strengthen as well. You know, Leeds United who are falling apart. They've uh, they've, just, they've they've just signed. Well, you know, they're falling apart to a certain extent. But they you know they they reversed the role um, last night when Millwall came down two 0 down and they they flipped the role and they they, they got the result out of that they won three two. Mm. Um, they've just signed a new striker. You know, we've got um, Leeds United. We've got West Brom. They've just signed Callum Robinson as well. It looks like you know he's been signing for them. So we've got all the people around us who are who are plucking players out there and trying to uh, um, trying to just trying to expand. Right, you know, teams teams will be desperate to 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 sign a player or a couple of players that they hope will get them over the line in this transfer window. I mean, I totally agree with Matt. I think it would be pointless throwing money at somebody um, or who isn't going to have any saleable value or isn't going to add anything different to what we've already got. I mean, I am slightly disagree slightly with what people said earlier. I think of the 11 who played against um, Leicester. I think most of them were good enough to, to, to be sitting on our bench and, and to bring on and could possibly have made a difference last night if, if they had been um, subbed on, but um, as they were so, for reasons, just, you know. So, yeah, I mean, so, 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 so why everybody knew, you know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, fine. But who, who, who would you say then? I mean, we've said Devisoglu should have. Mark Ondes did. Um, who else is changing the game out of the, uh, off the bench, just out of interest? Um, I mean, just wondering, you know, again, as liberals, you know, he's thinking there, I mean, who do you, have yeah. you got any? I mean, okay, so Roslev's great, but, it, you know, are you going to bring him on instead of Dalsgaard? I've, we've already sort of covered Zamburic. Um Zamburic was the one, was, was the one that, that stuck in my mind, but I mean, you know, that, that, but, so, but, 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 you know, could you play Matt? You're better at this stuff than I am. Could you play Macondes and Zambric in the same team? You could, but you'd have had to have taken De Silva off, and maybe that's an arg. You know, you know, oh. you'd have had to have taken Ben Rama or Bremo off, um, which you know, would you have lost some width doing that? I. That's all I'm thinking. Well, that goes back I, to my point that I was making about Ben Rama. You know, you do need to make some brave decisions and say, right, you know, this is I, this is what's going to happen. I honestly think if you take Ben Rama off last night, it's Devasogli through the middle and Watkins out wide. Mm. Uh, there, I mean, there is an argument to say also to Silva, he didn't have uh, the best of his games as well, you know. And again, he's one of the, he's one of the players which I, I you know I really look out to sort of, sort of seeing, you know, to see him on the pitch because he he does excite me. And when he's on it, he's 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 on it. And I like seeing players like that grow. And I think this is one of the games where you know you tell your mates, oh, have a look out for De Silva, and he didn't quite do the things that he's going to do. Do you agree? I, I, I do, and um, and the things he does that we all love is he scores with his left foot, and um, he wasn't in that position. To, to, he wasn't really in position to be able to do that last night. So you know, I yeah, he I mean he, he he carried the ball a few times, he lost the ball a few times, 
He, yeah, he, he wasn't great last night for sure. Uh, but I do wonder why we're now sticking him, you know, solely on the left. I'm, I'm, I'm not really key on. I'm not really clear. Sorry, clear on why we do that. I think there might be an argument. Um, I think Jerry made this, um, suggested this to me. Um, that you know the idea is is that Ben Rama can come inside and then De, and then De Silva can go outside of him, uh, but you know has he really got the pace to do that? Isn't that what Rico Henry does? You know I yeah that, I, I think it's it. I'd be interesting to ask Thomas Frank. Obviously we can't do that. But. Not now I've got a question. I mean with Thomas and this is not a criticism of him, but you know people sort of grow and, uh, and you know that, that sometimes that you know they take time to sort of kind of change and learn as it is and. And I'm just wondering again, because obviously Thomas Fakes had a great period where he's won a load of matches, we've played some great football. Um, but also, he did have times, especially in the past, where we felt that he was also quite slow in making changes, whether or not it's changing from three at the back to, to four at the back, whether or not sort of bringing certain players in and making changes. And again, do you think that this is a scenario here today where he was a little bit of a slow? Or kind of because there was a lot of talking between him and Brian Rema, um, and we yeah, thought that was. they would be. We, we thought that they were making, doing something, they making some changes. There's a lot of talking, but then they just carried on. We and I don't know if they sort of decided. Look, actually, the 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 the, the, the information has come down from the top about the stats, what we're doing, and we're doing all right. We need to just carry on plowing away and doing what we're doing. We're not going to change it, and I, I'm not quite sure. Do you do you think that maybe the you know, maybe he's guided by the figures and maybe there's an over-reliance on that as well sometimes, where sometimes you've got to kind of, you know, just kind of just change things up regardless. Oh, look, I'm now going to surprise you and I'm going to have people like Ali Malali um, falling off her sofa when she hears, hears this, but actually, you look at the stats last night and you look at the XG um, and you look at the possession that we had and you look at all those figures and the fairness, the justice league as you like to bang on about to me bill on, on regular occasions and I, I, look, I was looking at i was looking at all the stats on the train coming back last night and you know we were so far ahead of forest that that you know we should have won that game and that was probably i'm sure that was the, i'm sure that was the discussion they were having on the touchline is that you know what is it that we can do to alter this game because we should be we should be not quite out of sight but we we at least should be level if not if not winning this game comfortably um because that's what all the stats were telling them the in-game running play stats was were saying and uh, you know do you therefore throw away your entire philosophy and say you know right just ignore the stats and go with what i see on the on the on the field and that is that we need to score at least one goal to to draw this game and i'm gonna throw away my all my all what i believe in or do you just keep playing and keep going because you know that eventually it will come right it didn't come right last night it could easily come right on saturday against hull I mean, just coming back to it, just if people haven't seen, I mean, the stats you're talking about. I mean, to be fair, we nudged it. You know, we've been, we, you know, we've we've had better chances, better overall chances in other games, but you know, we were on 1.23 to their 0.8, so it's quite tight. So you know, it could have been a nil-all game, it could have been a one-all game. We had one very good chance um, in the middle of the penalty area, which we obviously didn't score, but they also had one very good chance in the middle of the penalty area that they also didn't score, which is the grabbing chance as well. So we were quite even like that. We had a few chances in the area which were sort of half decent as well and then they just had loads of sort of kind of like quarter chances from outside the area including the Matty Cash one which obviously went in the back of the net so that's frustrating but you know as people say what they scored the goal and that is correct they did but I think probably you're right we were driven by the fact that we are ahead of them we are creating chances in the right types of areas and one of them is eventually going to go to the back of the net but I think also I agree with that that we didn't create as much as what we normally do or what we should do. And I think that's the frustrating thing from our point of view. Yeah, I think, I mean, look, there were, I think it was midway through the second half. In quick succession, there was a ball pulled back to Ben Rama, um, air shot. And then there was a ball pulled back to um, Buemo, not as good a opportunity, but another air shot. You know, how often is that going to happen? It's, it's not going to happen often. And, and I saw Thomas Frank, I saw, you know, I saw those discussions on the touchline and, 
those discussions probably were. Do we stick with what we've got? We did against Millwall, albeit there was a you know a substitution here and a substitution there. Um, or do we, you know, flip it and try something completely different? I, I, I think they decided to stick with what they had. I think they decided, you know, my condes for Jensen wasn't going to change the shape particularly, but it maybe was going to give us a bit more attacking verve. And then, you know, and then to be honest, I think the players to some extent went into some sort of, you know, panic mode, meltdown and, um, and you know, and it ended up looking pretty miserable. <laughs> so listen miserable it was miserable out there it was miserable cold we were all miserable we're sitting in the virtual no 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 uh, that that could have been the last time I saw Griffin Park under lights in a cold January, and you know that memory will live with me long in the long 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 after I've forgotten what the result was. I was miserable. I was miserable, and there was a lot of other people that were very miserable in the pub afterwards. And I'm sure. Well, just call me positive, Nick. You know. Yeah, that's right, that's right. But you were you were positive because you knew you were going back on the milk train. You could actually sort of tell that story to your yeah. to your friends and that you know. Oh, I got back on the football special at four o'clock in the morning. Like you know, what I'm saying. There were so, three uh, people, three other people on that train. What, three other, what, three other bees, or just three other? Oh people? no, three other people in entirety. Yeah, obviously, they obviously knew that you were going to be on it, Nick. You know. So, <laughs> so listen, but look, look, we've talked about that game, and I think we need to cut that. Um, I'll tell you something though. Let's talk. What we're going to do is we're going to cut talking about this game because it is far too depressing that we lost that and also the other thing is that you are right Nick we shouldn't be just concentrating on that one game because it's still got quite a few games to go for the rest of the season it is a bit of a setback it's quite a big setback because you know they're one of the teams in and around us and we should be beating these teams in and around us and uh, you know okay we've beaten Fulham you know but we you know West Brom we drew against you know Forest we've lost against twice so we need to be you know taking points against these sides around us so what we're going to do We've got Hull City on Saturday, another big game. Uh, this is one game, I think, which was really penciled or penned for the powers to be, for the coaches, because when they looked at that Leicester game, they looked, we've got Forrest and we've got Stoke. You know, we need to be taking points of these two teams, whether or not it's three points against Forrest and a point against Stoke. You know, but now that's changed because now we haven't got the three points against Forrest. So I think taking um, more than a point of Stoke, you know, uh, it's going to be a big thing, you know. You talk, sorry, you mean Hull, Bill? Sorry, against Stoke. I keep saying Stoke because I've got... Yeah, it's all up north, isn't it? It's all that place up north. Uh, it's Hull. So, so, yeah. so, sorry about that, Hull fans. It's talking about taking, you know, three points off Forest and one point off Hull. That hasn't happened. So now we're talking about taking, you know, we've got no points off Forest. So we're looking to ideally take three points off Hull. But if anything, we can't be getting zero points off of Hull. So it's how do we approach that game? So Hull City, they're tricky. They get some results and they beat some teams and they have some well-beater um, games. And then sometimes they have some non-well-beater games. We're going to find out a little bit more about how Hull City are going to be setting up against Brentford on Saturday. We're going to talk to Bobby from Hull City. Hi, I'm Bobby Hadgraft and I'm the fan of the opposition Hull City. I haven't got a podcast to plug, but I've got Twitter and that's it really. Um, a brief history of me, I've supported the club for years. Honestly, I can't really imagine life without it because just from a child to now and um, go home and away, I've been through playoff campaigns, relegations, and I've watched us play in um, the Europa League. A um, bit of a yo-yo side, always up and down between the Premier League and the Championship in recent years. But at the moment, it's looking like we're staying here for a while. Um, our season's been uh, boring. I'm not going to lie. Um, we got Grant McCann took over from Nigel in the summer. And I really like Nigel Atkins. But 
he didn't want a future here. So we've got McCann. And at the start, I wasn't happy with him. Um, I, I just wasn't convinced. We, we weren't getting any results. I was actually, a lot of fans actually thought relegation was on the cards. I mean, recently it's changed the playoffs, but we'll talk about that in, you know, in a bit because I, I don't see it happening anymore. Um, so we got some results over December which was great, and that kind of got everyone hyped up because we were a point, a point off the playoffs, I think. That's close we've been. But just when we're at a point off the playoffs, we're getting this transfer talk. Camille Grzycki to West Brom, and obviously the standard Jared Bowen to Newcastle, to, any, to Palace, loads of clubs um, after him. And um, it, it's painful, really, because we have such a good start to the window. We've signed... Um, Wilkes, Samuelson and Herbie Kane, which I thought were really strong signings, especially um, Samuelson on a permanent from West Ham, because their fans were not happy at all. But the problem is, we, are, we, we keep, you know, Camille and Jared, if you asked best player, Hull City, it'll always be those two. They made our season last season, and we didn't, we didn't end up getting in the playoffs, but like, they, those were the players that made, made us hope that we could. Um, so that I, I'm really worried at the moment. Um, it does look like even by the time his podcast out that um, that transfer f- from Camille to West Brom will be all but confirmed, and um, really worries me, especially ahead of the game on Saturday because you know it is such a key part of the team. Um, so that that brings me to key players apart from those two, which. Maybe I won't even be able to talk about for very, very much longer. Um, we've got Keen Lewis Potter, who's a, a brilliant striker. He's, he's come up from the academy and he's scored a few goals so far this season. Um, the best one was a two-all draw at Charlton. He scored the last-minute equalisers. I mean, it was given as an own goal, but ask any Hull fan. It's very wrong. But um, yeah, so we've got him. Jordi Device at the back, also been linked to other clubs, but well, we need him because he's been injured the last few games. And it's so evident that he's ab- of his absence because we've just been so sloppy at the back. Um, I just I don't rate our I don't rate the depth in our squad defensively. It's just not there. We just rely on them too much. Him and Burke, Burke alone, I don't trust. But him and Burke together, and that's the that's the dream. But let's just hope he's back for Saturday. We've just come um, come from a loss against. Um, Huddersfield midweek and I, I see that you lost to Forest as well so we'll both really be after it but we also um, another loss we've had in our um, recent home losses which is our form is dreadful at the moment at home um, Chelsea and it was a big game and it, and it wasn't an embarrassment really we we lost 2-1 which is a very respectable loss but the problem you just um, what ongoings around the club is that um our attendances are so dire at the moment um, and we got to sell out crowds for Chelsea and um, I know that the um, Huddersfield game would have been able um, available on Red Butter then Button, sorry um, but um, the club actually refused to give them the rights as um, they actually wanted fans to come, the fans who came from Chelsea and just on the personal note, I, um, my personal opinion I had, I was thinking, isn't it a shame that we missed the opportunity to offer some sort of promotion for the like the two tickets or just um, if you bought a Chelsea ticket, you can go Huddersfield half price because the, the atmosphere was gone. Just this, back, back to reality, really. Um, you get your, get around 10,000 compared to 25. It's, it, makes a big, it makes a big difference. I mean, I really do think it affects the morale of the players, um, which... It's something. It's it's hard, and it's it's a hard solution. Like, how do you get? Um, it's a hard problem. Um, like, how do you get fans to games week in week out when it's Tuesday night? I mean, it's difficult. It's the, it's the most difficult fixture. Um, Tuesday night, just night games to get fans there, especially with what's been going on with the owners and people are reluctant to come back, and it's it's. It is hard, especially like when I go home games. I get very demoralised sometimes at the atmosphere. Oh, the playoffs! Ah, um, honestly, I think Brentford are in there. Um, it's funny because it's actually uh, getting a bit closer at the top now. With uh, Leeds have dropped points recently, and West Brom, and maybe West Brom will like you know if West Brom get Grzycki, they're winning the league. Like I tell you now, um, he's he's the championship player. He's just unreal, and um, 
I, I just don't want to think about it. I'm going to be too upset when he goes. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm. I, this is why I'm so worried about Saturday because I feel like it's the wrong game at the wrong time because you're flying, you've come off the back of a loss. And it's, it's Forest, it's, they're a difficult side, but I feel like you could batter us. If we'd have Geordie back, then you could batter us. But we, we just... Yeah, I, 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 right, if we win, if we... If, if, a big if if we won um, it'd be per- it'd be brilliant it might actually like put us on a good run of form but um, we're def- we're absolutely the underdog now we've let it slip too much we're- I-, I don't think playoffs are realistic anymore um, if-, if we win this it could change that but it- it's-, it's difficult I- I- my score prediction is 2-0 Brentford and I- I'm always the positive I'll always give um, predict a win but I just can't in this one Um You've got, you know, Ollie Watkins, top score, top goal scorer in the league. Um, our Jared's not not too far behind, but then again, who knows? He might he might depart by then. You know what I mean? He might depart by Saturday. So we'll see. Two 0 um, Brentford. I hope not, but let's be realistic here. Thanks for having me on, guys. Up the Tigers. So that's Bobby from Hull City giving us the lowdown on well. I'll see the Tigers, you know, and hopefully on Saturday we won't be getting mauled by the Tigers. It's on Sky TV, 12.30 kickoff, early kickoff. So a few people bought some tickets uh, for that a bit early before that was actually announced. So there's all sorts of tears there, which is quite bad, quite frustrating. Um, so a lot of people will be going up early for that match to go and actually see the Bees play. And it's going to be a uh, very interesting and quite an important match that one and like i said to you bobby's given us the lowdown as to what we can expect and like i said whole city this is a team that you know it's difficult for us we've got to go up it's and i know it's a stereotype but you're going up north it's uh well it's actually not going to be cold as cold i mean i've heard it's about 13 or 14 degrees at the weekend so that's actually better for us because uh you know you know we don't acclimatize too well you know but it's going to be hard it's going to be tough and uh you know we need to be getting a result up at Hull, you know, they're a team that like to uh, shoot from direct free kicks, so very good at that, very, very good at counter-attacks as well, very strong at creating scoring chances, um, good at protecting the lead, and good at defending set pieces, like, you know, so again, like Forrest, we're good at protecting a lead, so once they went ahead, you know, they were time-wasting from like the fifth minute, you know, they knew how to to wind the clock down and that's quite frustrating again so we can't go behind against Stoke where they are weak they avoid offside you know they keep possession of the ball they're not good at that uh, they're not good at uh, defending counter attacks now if we if we're on a counter attacking game that should uh, set us really good and also they're not good at defending against through ball attacks so I mean the Allard how do you think this game is going to pan out for us um, I think we've got to throw the kitchen sink at it you know I think I'd, I'd... I suspect we put out more or less the same team as we did um, on Tuesday. And the message is, you know, go out and make it good from, you know, after Tuesday's game. I, I don't know if Pontus comes back in. Um, I, I, obviously, if he does, he, he fits he fits in for Jean Vier. There's no doubt about that. Uh, apart from that, are there any changes that you'd make? I don't. I think if everyone's fit, I think you keep plugging away. You probably sit down with Saeed and during the week and sort of, you know evaluate and discuss with him where he is um, at the moment and and you crack on with it and, and I think you just have to go into it you know full of positive I don't, I, I, I'm not sure you can go into this one hoping to sneak a goal and um, you know I, I think it's got to be like the Barnsley game I think you've got to throw you know go for it uh, yeah I mean looking at their looking at their run of results they seem to be a typical mid-table team as they pick up they, they, they win against their mid-table rivals and they're not able to beat any of the top six, which we are a top six team. So, touch wood, that, that, that run continues. I mean, I, I have to pick you up just on one thing, Billy. You said that it's going to be balmy and 14 degrees up on Hull. Actually, um, look at my weather app. It's, um, it seems like the weather's going to be a bit like me after, uh, after I've been on a drinking session with the rest of the Basotti crew. It's going to be strong winds and sunny intervals. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I agree totally with Matt. I mean, you know, and the good thing as well is we seem to be starting to play better when we actually on the telly. Um, 
those of us with long memories um, when, on the rare occasions we seem to be on television every week now but on the on the rare occasions when we did used to be on live telly we didn't used to play as well and uh, turn it on we seem to have overcome that hoodoo voodoo so let's um, let's hope that Sky will be in for a treat and you know seeing uh, like like happened against Queen's Park Rangers lunchtime kickoff against QPR remember how what that magnificent first half so look on the bright side that way turn that one on you know turn on half an hour that half hour performance that we did against QPR and we could be you know four nil up against Hull by the time that uh, half time whistle is blown I mean, the, the, I mean, their again, their transfer window is not over. I mean, we're talking about this before the game. I mean, there's rumours that um, Krasicki, that some people are sniffing around Krasicki, who is actually um, probably overall is uh, possibly their best player. I mean, I know Bowen is banging in the goals, and at this season, Bowen scored 16 goals so far with Krasicki behind at six. But you know, when it talks about now the wing sort of laying the ball off, sort of taking play people on, I mean, you know. There's those two players that people were, were were talking about all the time, and all of a sudden, you know, Grzycki being rumoured to be uh, going elsewhere, and also the other thing is, if I remember rightly, Bowen, I think he's out of I think he's out of uh, contract at the end of the season as well. So um, the rumours were that somebody would be coming in for him, but, the, but for what I've heard, no one's actually bid for him. So I'm not sure kind of kind of what's going on there. I mean, Matt, do you think that maybe the, the window might affect? what is happening over Hull in the next couple of days and also um, I mean they're a good team but they're also they seem to be sort of quite reliant on sort of three or four um, very very good players not saying the other players aren't good but you know if uh, uh, Bowen or Krasicki or a couple of those leave uh, aside you know probably just similar to us if we got two or three of our front line leave our side it's going to cause a big hole isn't it yeah, maybe there's you know Hull and mid table, aren't they? You know they're not they're not, they're not looking down. Then they'd probably like to think they're looking up, but after their recent run of results, they're probably not. So, you know, is, is there an argument that Hull will sell if they can get some you know some money in for 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 players that are that are you know running out of time and run, running out of contract time? So, yeah, maybe that maybe they are in a position to to sell. Will they buy someone? Before the end of the before you know the end of this transfer window, uh, your guess is as good as mine on that. If they do, will they play? Would we play somebody on Saturday that we sign? You know, on before Friday, I'm not so sure. Uh, so yeah, I, I suppose that's the, the way it could affect them. Is it might take one or two players out of their team? I'm not sort of close enough to know if that's realistic. But but when you're mid table and you can get a few quid in, that's probably the time to do it. As we know, very much so. Pretty uh, much absolutely, every season. exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So look, so listen. Let's go around the table here, and let's ask the question because we've got Hull City. It's a big game, um, and looking at the future, like I said to you, we've also got a couple of other games after that. We have got the Borough, then we have got the Leeds. So we need to, if we're, you know, if we're going to keep ourselves in check, we really do need to get a result here on Saturday. The uh, the Allard, what are you thinking? Well, I think. But to be honest, we need to score a goal, don't we? Because we, albeit it's not been the same group of players, but we haven't scored a goal in three games. So I think if we score early, we'll be OK. If we don't score early, I think it's going to be a grind. Um, I will go 1-0 to Brentford um, because I, I, I'm not, I, I just can't see this team not scoring on, on, um, on Saturday. The Liberal. Yeah, I, I agree. Can't, I can't see it's not scoring. I'm, I'm more positive. I think it'll be 2-0. 2-0 bees. Um, I suspect that uh, Ben Rubble will get that goal that he craves and you know and the BMW like they like to turn it on in front of the cameras so one of you know Embremo or Watkins getting the second 2-0 bees definitely okay my head says one all but I'm going to go for my heart so I'm going to say 1-0 you know we're going to actually get that defence to actually tighten up after the last couple of games so uh, I think we get the result we get ourselves back on track um, for uh, for February, which is uh, hopefully February will be a little bit chollier than uh, January, which has been so so. But anyway, listen, this is the... again. You, yeah, just don't come on. Be up, be up. We are. We beat QPR. We are fifth in the championship. Listen, what the hell are we complaining about? Listen, QPR was great, and I, I love the QPR, the Stoke cousin, whatever. And then after that, you know, we had the Huddersfield. So what I'm saying to say that it was so so. We beat QPR. That was fantastic. Um, it's just a shame that we couldn't really kick on after QPR. But listen, like I said to you, we've got January out the way. Yeah. Let's roll on February. 
and let's make February a much better month. That is all I'm going to say. But and this is... Go well, on, can I, uh, well, the key thing is there's 17 games to go, you know. Yeah. We came good. We had our run. Um, that run's come to an end. But with 17 games to go, there's no reason why we can't get on another run. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I do think we should finish this on a positive and say, you know, um, let's let's... There's a long time to go this season. There's a long time to go. It absolutely is a long time. So this is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast. I'm Billy Grant here with the Ellard. I'm here with the Liberal Nick and we're in the virtual joint, which has been quite relaxing, has to be said. And it's maybe forget about the nonsense on Tuesday night when the Forest came down to Brentford and they gave us a bit of a tonking. But like I said to you, you check us out on Pride of West London with all our last podcasts. We've got a radio show on Monday, 8 to 9 on Love Sport Radio. And also check out the post-match possibly a post-match podcast after the whole game we'll work out how we're going to get that to you but if not don't worry about it because we've got a radio show on monday that you can check all sorts of things out and also first of all don't forget it's the end of season social tickets will be going to sale next week i need to get online and actually design a ticket and put it out there as well the early bird tickets went on sale and they went out and sold out very very quickly we got two big stars already booked up for that and we need to get a few more in and it's going to be absolutely fantastic but listen guys let's be positive we're going up to hull we need to get a result out of there. So let's just give it the last in the virtual joint as we say. Come on, you beast. It's more than tigers, say. Tigers. tigers. Yeah. More than tigers. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.